Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, thy well beloved spouse, and the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Today we celebrate the definitive victory, as I like to call it, of Jesus Christ. He has conquered sin and death. He has vanquished Satan's kingdom, and he did this by his own suffering, death, and resurrection. Christ is risen. One of the beautiful things about our Catholic faith is it's full of paradoxes. Paradoxes and apparent contradiction. One of these is that Jesus died in order that we may live. Life through death. A beautiful paradox. Another is that in God's plan, the means he used to redeem us from our sins were the very punishments for sin, suffering and death. Jesus used these to conquer sin and death. By dying and rising again three days later in a glorified body that can never experience suffering and never die again, Jesus brought about the definitive victory over sin and death, over the devil as well. And this victory is described very beautifully in an ancient homily. I'd like to quote it on Easter. It is uh, in the Liturgy of the Hours for Holy Saturday. It describes Jesus going to the limbo of the just. And these were the souls awaiting the kingdom of heaven to be opened from Adam through Abraham until the time of Jesus. And <clears throat> whoever composed this, this homily, we don't know exactly who, uh, describes Jesus meeting Adam. And these are Christ's words to Adam, confronting him. He says, For your sake I, your God, became your son. I, the Lord, took the form of the slave. For the sake of you, who left the garden, I was betrayed to the Jews in a garden, and I was crucified in a garden. See on my face the spittle I received in order to restore to you the life I once breathed into you. See there the marks of the blows I received in order to refashion your warped nature in my image. On my back, the marks of the scourging I endured to remove the burden of sin that weighs upon your back. See my hands nailed firmly to a tree for you who once wickedly stretched out your hand to a tree. Rise, let us leave this place. The enemy led you out of earthly paradise. I will not restore you to that paradise, but I will enthrone you in heaven. this Easter season, especially this Easter Sunday, we celebrate what I like to call the two great Easter sacraments, baptism and the Eucharist. In baptism, we die and rise with Christ who rose from the dead. We die to sin, to the old man, 
that old leaven that St. Paul speaks of, 1 Corinthians, our epistle, and we rise to a new life in Christ. Thus, I'd be baptized catechumens into the church at the Easter Vigil. And for those of us already baptized, on this day we can renew in our minds and hearts our commitment to reject sin and Satan and live a life not for ourselves but for Jesus, for Him. We should say with St. Paul, the life I live is no longer my own, but Christ who lives in me. The Eucharist is the other great Easter sacrament. Why? Well, it is the sacrament which Christ, who is the true Paschal Lamb, instituted the night before he died, and which we still celebrate according to his command, do this in memory of me. I like to remind people on Easter Sunday that every Sunday we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. That is why it's the Lord's Day. One day of the year we celebrate it in a more festive way, liturgically, that's today, but every Sunday is the resurrection of the Lord. It's his day. And this is why it's so important to attend weekly Sunday Mass. Jesus says, Mind us of this. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. Jesus, you see, is the true Passover lamb. That Passover that the Jews celebrated when, our, when God led them out of the land of Egypt from slavery there was a type of prefigurement of Jesus Christ. They killed the Passover lamb, sprinkled its blood on the doorposts. They ate its roasted flesh. And this was all to foreshadow Jesus Christ, who is the true lamb, and tells us this. That John the Baptist pointed him out the first time he appears in public. Behold, the lamb of God. That Passover lamb is the link between the Old and New Testaments. And what is Jesus telling us in these words? chapter 6 of John's Gospel, well, that the Eucharist, the great sacrament of the risen, glorified body and blood of Jesus, is the supernatural food that our souls need to be nourished. We receive that life of God in our souls, which we call sanctifying grace and baptism. Like any life, it needs to be nourished. It is Jesus Christ, his own body and blood, that nourishes the life of God in our souls. And if we don't receive the body and blood of Jesus in the Eucharist, we don't have Christ's life within us. This is the reason for the Easter duty. We must, if someone doesn't receive communion, one must go to confession, receive communion at least once a year. The other thing our Lord is telling us with the words from John 6 is that his risen glorified body and blood in the Eucharist is a pledge of our future glory. If we don't receive his body and blood in the Eucharist, we will not be raised up on the last day in bodies glorified to live with him forever. That is our goal as Christians. So next to Dominus Vey, the Lord is truly risen. Vix in Christus, Christ has conquered. 
our Lord, our God, our King, and our Savior. We rejoice this day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.